0: Hot in Nikki's apartment. Cause his <laughs> cause his air conditioning done broke. Hot in I don't remember this version of that song. <laughs> so hot in there! <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. If you're listening to this right now, you gotta hate this. Guys, Nikki's air conditioning broke and he lives in California. So uh just had an eye today. Reacting hey. to uh don't interrupt me when I'm talking Hit me. <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. This is episode 96 of NBA. The podcast tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk about shit like broken air conditioners. Have you ever had a broken air conditioner, Tab? No. Never? No. Oh, you're so fortunate. No, never. That's the epitome of white privilege is never having a broken air conditioning unit.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, that's not, you're not wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have had many. Many apartments without
1: air conditioning.
0: Many apartments with uh, broken, uh, uh, unfunctioned, like just dysfunctioning air conditioning and heating unit. I had two winters in a row where my heater just
1: broke down. I have never, I've never really had any apartment issues. Wow. The only issue I ever had, and it wasn't even in my apartment, uh, when I was in college, my senior year of college. the apartment below me they had some issue with like their heating and it caused it all to go up into our apartment which made it like super hot but they fixed it in like two days so it wasn't really a problem so no I, i've really never i no i've never really encountered any sort of issues like that you're so brave you're it's so brave tough tough life somebody's got to live it
0: oh boy
1: well um, um, yeah one other thing Hit me. Episode 96. This yeah. is the Ron Test episode. Finally, we made it again. <laughs> had
0: at least three Ron Artest yeah. episodes. Yeah, Ron Artest wore a this lot so of different jerseys. 96
1: w- in Houston, though.
0: Apparently, he's got a new documentary that came out recently about his upbringing. Um, Queensbridge. Yes. I want to see it. Apparently, it's fascinating. I did not know that him and Nas grew up in the same apartment complex.
1: I did not know that either. Fascinating.
0: Him, Nas, and the guys from Mob Deep. Um, Ooh. prodigy and the other guy whose name i always forget uh fun fact amber and i's second date mob deep concert yeah she was so cool it's,
1: i'm not honest i'm honestly not shocked that you're still together
0: <laughs> first date was talib Kwali, second date mob deep just all the 90s we all, went hop. all of like, it two months in we went to go see uh a tribe called Slick. Quest? Would, oh, like, man. that honestly no. would be my next guess. We tried, man. They were in Brooklyn when they were, they were touring with, uh, with Kanye before Fife Dog passed away. RIP Fife. Uh, For- honestly, um,
1: forgot that he that he died. RIP
0: dude.
1: They watched Office Space and they downloaded Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangsta.mp3 on like Kazaa or LimeWire or some uh, shit.
0: Kazaa, uh, what a beautiful. What a beautiful invention that was. I was talking about that the other day at one of my sets. I was talking about how like porn is just so much easier to access. Like back in the day I had to like start downloading it on LimeWire before I went to class, just so that I'd be ready before bed. And now you just access it on your phone. On the train. While you're commuting in.
1: I, don't do that. <laughs> Number one. I'm not saying Number I did. two, um, mom, I hope you don't listen to this episode, but I <laughs> used to just like download it on the on the family computer and then You know, back in the day, old Windows, you'd have uh, like the, like my computer. So I would go to my computer, then I'd go to the C drive, and then I'd go to program files, and then I would go to common files, (laughs) and then I would create a folder name like DX1635. And, like, it looked like something, like, technical, right? That like, you know, something, like, my parents aren't going to get into that. They're not going to look at that. Devious. And that is where I would hide all of my porn that I downloaded Genius. on my wire.
0: God, I wish I was that, I wish I was that smart with mine. Just it, Like,
1: it. kids these days don't know how good they have it with, no. with porn streaming. No it's un- it's incredible. You have no idea.
0: Uh, well, shit, y'all. Welcome back. This is it. again. Again, episode... Uh, 96 of NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit. Uh, mostly we just talk a lot of shit. Like streaming porn. Like streaming porn and the trials and tribulations of doing so in the early 2000s.
1: I really hope nobody outside of this room right now can hear this conversation. Let's hope not. We are at work.
0: This is an inappropriate conversation. Uh, Tad, game five. Uh, what a game it was. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. It feels like we should definitely start the conversation by talking about the Kevin Durant injury because it was pretty severe. Um, when you saw it happen, what were your first thoughts?
1: I literally said out loud he just tore his Achilles. Mm. Literally, as soon as it happened. Mo- like Most people thought that he did it prior to. Like, people were
0: assuming that the original calf injury was an Achilles injury. Um, and then, yeah, like I don't know. If you, did you see the slow motion video? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, f- Woof. Well, I watched it multiple times. It made me uncomfortable. Woof. It made my skin crawl. I didn't care for it, but I did watch it repeatedly. You have to. You um, have to. Like when he, you know, it's not like a calf strain. The, the reason that I thought initially that it was an Achilles injury is not because I'm some sort of medical doctor or like, like savant that sees that and thinks, oh, that's it. Uh, it was the way that he immediately pulled up. If right. you strain your calf, right. you're gonna stop, and you might pivot around and throw right. the ball away and gimp around. Yep. He literally just threw the ball, like right. he tossed. You could tell that like he couldn't do anything. Yep. So I I immediately was just like he just tore his Achilles.
0: Yeah, it was rough to watch, and he had he had gotten off to a really hot start too. Like he, he was gonna he was firing. gonna score forty. Yeah, he just came out firing, scored twelve points quick, um, and like was so impactful that they that the Raptors had to switch Kawhi on him like right off the bat. Um, and you hate to see it. My my initial thought is like, well, that sucks. Like, that almost is the last nail in the coffin for the Warriors who end up losing Kev- Kevon Looney later in the game anyways. I think he's had a clavicle injury. Like he's yes. he's done.
1: He looked like he couldn't lift his arm above like oh, yeah. his he's, waist. He's
0: done he's done for the series. For sure, for sure. Um but the other thing that I got me thinking was like, how does this impact like I'm sure there was like millions of Knicks fans who were just like, No, why? He was
1: finally gonna come, yeah, right? To New like, York. They, they, like Knicks fans. Okay, number one, you miss out on Zion Williamson. Done. Number two, Kevin Durant tears his Achilles, and by all accounts, like with modern medicine, like I expect him to come back okay. Like. But I don't expect him to be as elite as he is. He's still going to be a great player. He just won't. Like, nobody ever comes back from an Achilles injury better. They no. just don't. I mean, especially in a game like basketball. Yeah. Um,
0: Rudy Gay is like the only person who's come back. But he's even, also like his minutes minute have been oh, managed, yeah, better for pop. Sure. Like,
1: he's in a situation, you know. Um, so I think there's that. And then not only that, but Kyrie opts out of the Celtics and is leaning heavily towards Brooklyn. So, oh like, God. Knicks fans legitimately cannot win. I feel. I feel bad for Knicks fans. I don't care for New Yorkers, but I sympathize with your plight as basketball fans. See, and I love New York. I just hate the Knicks. I just fucking hate the Knicks.
0: Uh, I weirdly like the Knicks. I want, I want them to be good. I do want them to be good. But you traded your best player, you stupid idiots. You stupid dummies. You think you're going to get Anthony Davis now? I don't think so. Although he did come out recently and say that LA and New York are the only two teams that he's even remotely interested in playing for, so... Ah, uh, he wants to play in a big market, man. Grew up in Chicago, wants to move on to bigger and better things. But not, not Chicago, mm-hmm. not Chicago. Yeah, the Kevin Durant injury is tough. I, if I had to guess, he probably signs a one-year contract with the Warriors and does the boogie thing, well, where he got, just like sits out the year.
1: He's got, he can opt in. Does he's he gonna he's gonna opt into thirty one oh, and a half million dollars. Yeah, this right, is what I would do right. if I'm Kevin Durant. I opt into thirty one and a half million dollars next season, and I do not play a fucking game. I agree. I rehab my the entire time. Maybe you come back for the finals yeah. or the playoffs, I whatever. Agree. Maybe you do that. But he doesn't owe the Warriors a goddamn thing. No, so
0: no, he got them two championships and two Finals MVPs. Um, the debate started this week though of like you know LeBron kind of started this like one plus one contract style of of. Signing contracts a couple years ago, like he did it with Cleveland for a while, and he's doing it now with the Lakers. Well, I guess he's got like a longer contract with the Lakers, four but nonetheless, but, four, yeah. but still, like that. I mean, Shorter. that's literally
1: four years of the Lakers is like I'm retiring in L. A. and right. starting business right. ventures. Right,
0: exactly. Where like KD was taking a similar approach, where it was just like, you know, one plus one, one plus one, one plus one, and just like every year I'll I'll re up, I'll accept my player option or whatever, and it begs the question of like. That's a that's a play that you make when you trust yourself but when a, when a catastrophic injury like this happens it really begs the question like should these players be looking for these longer term contracts just in case
1: I mean I think it makes I think longer term contracts just make so much more sense Oh of course like from like your shelf life as a professional athlete is short and look I get everybody wants to win and you know like if you're Kevin Durant and you do this one plus one thing and the salary cap goes up every year, teams are gonna be able to offer you more money, like the less time you lock in for. However, Get your guaranteed money while you can. Right, of course. You know what I mean? Right, your window like,
0: your window for earning is, is right. very, very small. And,
1: like, I know that, like, these guys are freak athletes and they think that they're invincible, which I, I certainly understand. But, like, you see something like this happen. Somebody will still give Kevin Durant a max contract. Well, I guarantee That
0: it. was going to be my next question. Like, do you foresee anybody jumping in there this offseason saying, like, I don't give a shit, we know you're your Achilles, but, like, you're Kevin Durant. Like, we're the Knicks, we're offering you a max slot.
1: Yeah, there's one team that I 100% could see doing that this offseason as opposed to waiting till next year. And that's the Sacramento Kings making us uh, making a max offer to KD. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I I would I would be I would be willing to guess that the Kings will say, "Look, you can sit out this next season, mm. and we will pay you next season to not play, and we will give you a max contract because they have their young core. Their young core is all pretty relatively affordable, so they're going to have them the year that he comes back anyway." So, why not lock him down, show some good faith by giving him that money for a year while he's rehabbing? And then you've got, I mean, like, Kevin Durant is still going to average like 28 points a game, even coming off this injury. I I have zero doubt about
0: that. Yeah, I agree with that. I could see Brooklyn making an offer like that because they're in a similar situation, but they're better. Like, they have a young core. Sure. They're all on team friendly contracts. Um, They now have freed up two max slots. So, if they go after Kyrie and KD, then it's just a Kyrie show for year one, and then year two. And moving forward, you've got KD and Kyrie. I could see them making, you know, a very substantial offer, I don't and th- maybe even offering him like a long-term deal. Whereas, you know, in Golden State, I'm sure they would like take care of him because he like put everything, and then some, um, on on the floor to to try to win this championship. Um, I will say, like a lot of people talk shit about KD, I earned a lot of respect for him after this. Like he did not have to come out here and try to play, and like he did go out there and risk severe injury which ended up being the case and it's a tough injury to come back from and I really I really really hope that uh, that he's able to recover and and be at least like 70% of the player that he once was
1: I think a guy like him will have an easier time coming back than some of the other guys that have oh, like right. Kobe was old when it happened right um well not old <laughs> well speaking of I saw this uh this like tweet it was something about like like, oh, like, I am I just turned 35. I'm not that old. Sports announcer. And here comes the oldest player in the <laughs> league. He's 32. A miracle. That's <laughs> just, like, it's really oh, true. Fair. But, like, Kobe was, like, at the end of his career, played a lot of minutes. Tear your Achilles at that point in your career. Like, it's, you know, like, who knows? It's,
0: but It's funny you say that. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because, like, I just started stand-up, but I'm 30. And, like, most guys that are just, like, finally hitting their stride are, like, 30. It's just like fuck, man. You're never too old to do something, you know. That's what I keep telling myself. That's <laughs> the only way to get through it. Um, no, I uh, yeah, I agree. It's gonna be interesting. I I think that a guy like Kevin Durant definitely has a better chance of of recuperating than um, let's say Boogie, um, who is a, a much different, uh, just a very different player, different body type, different body structure. Like he's massive in comparison um and
1: boogie has looked fine
0: yeah i mean look he came out in game three which is probably a good segue to talk about game three like he sat on the bench was not expected to play much in game three and then when kd went down they pretty much had to tap him in and he came in the game and made an impact right away like went right at marcus Sol, went right at serge Ibaka, and like made a huge impact right away um you know helped them dominate the boards to some extent got some easy points got to the line um made a lot of dumb fouls towards the end made a really 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 dumb moving pick um, but like made an impact, like definitely made his presence known and felt, um, and impacted the game in a positive way, which I don't, I don't think a lot of people, especially on the warrior side, saw Was that happening.
1: Game three, right? When he had like 20 points or like two. Not 20 points. I think game two is when he dominated. Okay. Cause they sure. ended up winning game two. I don't know if he had 20 points, but you know, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't have the box score. <clears> yeah, he played me, well. but he played really well, um, and then, yeah, I mean, the other night he played he played incredibly well, too. Like, And he, he doesn't look like he's completely mm-hmm. returned to form, but it doesn't look like he's that far off. Mm-hmm. So if a big man like that can come back from this, a guy like KD who doesn't rely a ton on his athleticism right. or his strength and those kinds of things, like, I think KD is going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I hope. You know, I've talked a lot of shit about Kevin Durant. But that said, I would never wish something mm-hmm. like this on a player. No, you don't I want certainly that have yelled at the TV a time or two about a player where I said, like, I wish you would blow your knee out. But wow. I don't really truly wish that on people. Wow. It's just in the heat of the moment when I'm angry. Sure. Um, but you never want to see a guy's career, like, get cut short. Or you, you don't, you you don't want to win a game because somebody got injured, like those kinds of things. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's unfortunate, but... Uh, overall though I thought the Warriors played really well. Yeah, and so and
0: the game the game was was quite entertaining. Uh it was a really, really good game. Warriors kinda controlled the majority of the game. You know, even after K D went down, they were definitely having having their way with the Raptors. Um Raptors got into a lot of foul trouble. Kyle Lowry is getting into foul trouble. Marcus Sol is getting into foul Kyle trouble. Kyle Lowry is
1: getting into foul trouble every game. Yeah,
0: he's He's got to be a little bit smarter on the defensive end, and like he he made some he made some dumb fouls specifically down the stretch that were just like that put them in a situation where you know they were they they ended up losing, um, which is not directly correlated to that. But um, I gotta say I'm really disappointed in Nick Nurse, man. Like you're three minutes away from being crowned champions, and you, the momentum has shifted. Kawhi has brought you back into the game. You
1: guys make three shots in a row, and you call a timeout. From what I understand. Kyle Lowry was asking for a timeout. So that's what
0: I heard too. But like, also doesn't add, it doesn't add positives to the Kyle Lowry narrative for no, that game. No, it does not. Because overall, he had a shit game. Um, I did talk shit about uh, his last I shot. I don't know
1: if I'd say that because like there was several times down the stretch towards the end of the game where he was getting in the lane and he was getting easy buckets. I think for the majority of the game he played poorly, but at the end of the game he was playing really well.
0: Well, their last couple of possessions though, like there was a couple of possessions where like Lowry drives to the basket, dishes it out. Throws
1: it back. That that's true. That's like, true. Ka- that's, like, like he, when, he, when he fucking tried to pass that ball to Marcus Shaw at the end of the shot clock, right? And he threw it away. <clears throat> throw it at the hoop. That's what I'm saying. Just throw You're it up. Way there.
0: better off. Try to get to the line at that point. Like Kawhi makes a bad shot, airballs it. Um, after no, granted, after making like three shots in a row, like he did his thing. He's he's kind of like beast mode in them down low. Um, but they gave that game away, man. They gave they gave away too many shots to Clay and stuff down the stretch. Um, shout out to Clan stuff, like not letting their team lose that game, like willing them to a victory, a one point victory, you know, Draymond blocking that last shot attempt from Kyle Lowry. Um, the, you also know, feel bad guys. for Kyle
1: Lowry there. Like people were just shitting on him.
0: I thought it was a terrible shot
1: after looking at pictures after the fact that it was clear that Draymond had deflected that shot. Also, um, I, I like kind of wondered if he got a piece of it during, but I was like, there's no way. Like he was it like, did it, look you like know, it. um, but, uh. Also, dude, you see him coming. Yeah. One dribble in. Yeah. Pull a little, just a little twenty footer. Yeah. Right or there. A fucking pump fake and yeah, go to let, the let line. Let him foul you. Yeah. Make two free throws. Go home. You champions.
0: It's it's all it's always easy to like, fucking mon- Monday morning quarterback that shit. Oh well, but, I mean,
1: one hundred percent. Like you're in the moment. You like the clock is winding down. Right. It's a shot. You like you're a good shooter. It's a shot to win the finals. Right. You're open. You have to. You're take gonna that pull shot. the trigger. You have I to take it. Totally shot. Totally understand. And if he hits that
0: shot, it's the greatest shot in Raptors history. Like, sorry, Kawhi, that shot against the Sixers is cool, but this one just won the championship, so like, this is it. And and Kyle Lowry, who's like basically a lifer at this point, um, in your opinion, has the momentum of the series shifted? No,
1: I don't think so. Um, so we're
0: recording on a Thursday. Tonight is Game Six. Are you? Are you thinking that the Raptors close it out tonight, or do you think the Warriors make it a game seven-game series? I think
1: I think the Raptors will close it out tonight. But having said that, I don't feel strongly that the momentum has shifted. I don't think anybody has momentum right now. I think these are two teams that are like – it's just the needle is moving over the line, but mm-hmm. it's never firmly in somebody's favor. I have never felt – during this series at all that one team was a clear-cut team that's going to run away and win this thing even when the Raptors went up three to one um I wasn't at all confident that like you know I mean obviously the the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead there's that whole meme and everybody talks about that all the time but like number one it's rare that a team blows a three to one lead uh that said if there's a team that's going to come back from one like a three to one deficit, like the right. Warriors could do it. I just don't like every game has been so close, right? And like there's been a lot of back and forth between every it's been game. A
0: really competitive
1: finals, yeah.
0: And I call dude. I t- I said it during the during the conference finals. I was like, I want the Raptors. It's a better matchup. They've got a deeper roster. I like the way that those two teams match up, and it's it's come to fruition. Like it's been a really really fun matchup. I disagree with you. I think that the Raptors, I think that the Raptors saw the light had the opportunity to close it out, and gave the game away. And I feel like that is a very deflating feeling to have when you were moments away from, from hoisting the trophy. Now, the one saving grace for them is that the Warriors are going into Game 6 limping. They they lost Kevin Durant. Kavon Looney's out. Like They're down to basically Andrew Bogut as their backup center, or Jordan, Jordan Bell, Bell, depending on which way you go. Um, and of course, like on matchups and shit like that. Like Jordan Bell got some minutes in the last game, but he hasn't really been playing much no. throughout the playoffs. Um, you're down to not a lot. Like you're relying on guys like Quinn Cook and Sean Livingston and, and fucking Andrew Quinn Bogut. Cook.
1: Has been Somebody solid. pay that man next He's season. He's been
0: solid. He's been solid. I like him. I do. Um, but nonetheless, like the only saving grace for the Raptors is that the Warriors are coming in limping. I do feel, though, that the ending to that game is I think the Warriors are going to win this series. That's what I'm that's what I'm here to say.
1: See, on the flip side, I think the war the Raptors look at this as like we like we uh we um what's the word what's what I'm trying to say? They uh they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Sure. And they're like, We're gonna we're gonna come back and we're gonna win it in Toronto. I also have two things to add. Apple time, apple time. <laughs> that's what the war that's what the Raptors are thinking. What? I can't believe that story. I mean, there's no way it's true. Like, that guy totally made that up. But the thing is, the problem with it, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, this writer, this sports writer, uh, like, posted a tweet like that was, like, a a screenshot of, like, a report that was, like... when the team would travel, when he was with the Spurs, uh, Kawhi would just eat apples all the time, and they went out to a team dinner, and when he asked what he wanted to eat, uh, he said nothing, and he pulled out a bag of apples and then proceeded to eat them with a knife and fork while saying, apple time, apple time. That's so weird. Uh, the thing is, it's like there's a 99.9% chance it's false, like that it's fake. I'm like almost <laughs> positive that it's fake. But the thing is, it's Kawhi. It's Kawhi. We cannot definitively say that that is not True. I can't buy it. I can't buy it. I, um, like, it's, it's, it's definitely fake, but it's believable. Fair.
0: Um, last topic, and then we'll wrap up for today. Short episode, because, um, as we're recording this, tonight is the, tonight is game six, so, uh, we're gonna make some predictions, release this today, so that we don't look like idiots tomorrow, um, or look like geniuses tomorrow. Um, in any case, uh, Tony Parker Raptors 107-
1: Warriors 103 tonight. Look, I want the Raptors to win tonight. I really do. See, that's weird because, like, I am almost at the point where I'm so sympathetic towards Golden State right now that I'm kind of rooting for them. It's weird. It's like, it's that thing where, like, you know, you watch, like, a movie and a good villain is always, like, this sort of sympathetic character and you, like, kind of feel for him. Sure. Where I'm at with the Warriors right
0: now. I I went to Toronto the first year that the Raptors were, like, good with uh, DeRozan and Kyle Lowry and I fell in love with the city. And uh, I've kind of adopted them as, like, my second Eastern Conference team after the Bulls. Um, so I really want the Raptors to win. I want the
1: Raptors to win, well, like, I really I like, Raptors to win too. I, really I just—I'm not saying I'm rooting for Golden State, but, like, my, like, desire to see them lose has been severely dampened. Oh, like, if, completely they, if they win, I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, and I, like like I said, because of the way that the KD thing went down, I've gained more respect for him. I've gained more respect for that team because they're doing literally everything in their power to win this. And it's 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 a true struggle. Like, this is not a breeze for them, which makes it, as an NBA fan, it makes it way more entertaining.
1: If they three-peat, who would you take in a matchup between the, the three-peat Lakers of the early 2000s versus this team? Oh, I'd take the Warriors. It's such different styles of basketball. It is. It is. Because, like... Like, who stops prime Shaq? That's what I'm saying. That's
0: the big difference. It's like, there's nobody... Like, you're putting Draymond on him, most likely. And that's... that's Like, Shaq's going to average
1: 45.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, look, Draymond's one of the best defenders in in league history. um, But that's a tough matchup for anybody. Like, just... It's a tough matchup. Only one guy has ever really, like, gotten under Shaq's skin, and that's, like, Hakeem. And otherwise, like, nobody else has really even handled people him. People
1: forget in the 2004 finals when they lost to the Pistons that the Lakers should have won that because Shaq was averaging, like, 30 points a game. Oh, he destroyed. And Kobe shot them out of the finals. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And, I mean, that team, a lot of people are comparing this Warriors team to that 2004 Lakers team where they're, like, they're injured. Carl Malone wasn't playing in that series. Gary Payton was basically injured. Kobe was playing like shit. And Shaq was basically doing, by, doing it by himself. And the... The whole conglomerate that was the the Pistons team of of no real superstars, they just had the depth, and and a lot of people are saying that the Raptors team, I mean, uh, excluding
1: Kawhi, obviously, Kawhi reminds is, them a lot. Kawhi is their. John C. Billups. Yeah, basically. Speaking of, did you see him and Michelle Beadle and Paul Pierce are not coming back next season? Oh, I'm okay with that. And, and by not coming back, I mean they did not make the decision to not come back. ESPN <laughs> said thanks, but
0: no thanks. <laughs> I, I'd I be just fine if I never saw Paul Pierce do another NBA game. Is
1: there again. some way that like Disney and TNT can like work out a contract mm-hmm. so we can have the TNT guys? I would love that. At halftime during the finals? I would love it. I, uh,
0: yeah, I'm good with never seeing them again. I'm not. A big, I like Michelle Beadle, but I. Michelle Beadle's great. Paul
1: Pierce is a hater. Chauncey Billups is boring. Yeah. They Paul Pierce me. shit his pants. People forget that. Yeah. <laughs> never forget. People never
0: forget. Um, Tony Parker announced he's going to be retiring. This is, he's, it's over. It's over. He is the last of the Spurs dynasty to end the his career The last of the Mohicans. That's it. Um, he announced it this week. He's like, guys, I can't be Tony Parker anymore. I'm. Which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> to I want. I want retirement. to be Anthony. No, no. Yes. Parker. All right. Um, yes. Good. So, thoughts, reactions. Is Tony Parker a Hall of Famer?
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Have Tony you. Parker, six-time
0: All-Star, four-time champion, um,
1: All-NBA one time. I think. I think so. Um, and Finals MVP. Yeah. I mean, he played on like a, a like a dynasty, essentially. Um. I mean yeah, he's got he's got to be a hall of famer. Yeah. Um, definitely hall of fame for fucking your friend's wife. Time move. Time move, bro. Uh, for, for sure. Uh it was funny like Greg Popovich came out and like praised him and he's like he's a great dude and all this stuff and I'm like yeah, I'm sure he totally is, but he also fucked Brett Barry's wife while they were teammates and friends. But I mean, you know, look. Who is without their faults? Let he who is not w- without sin cast the first stone, right? Uh Tony Parker, yeah, hall of famer. Um sad to see him go. He was like the precursor to the modern point guard. Yeah, in all honesty. Four time All NBA, by the way. Four time. Okay. He is absolutely. But only Hall of Famer. only first team one time though, right?
0: Probably. I'd have to check. Um, I'd have to dig into those numbers. But yeah, um, I think it goes without saying. Definite Hall of Famer, most likely first ballot. Um, one of the greatest point guards in NBA history. Uh, one of the greatest international players in NBA history.
1: He was like entertaining to watch. Like he just did so much. Like he he would have a night where like he what he wasn't able to score very well and he would just like make crazy passes and like set his teammates up and like he was just a really fun fun player to watch. He was Chris Paul before Chris Paul. Um yeah, I mean he set the stage for like modern point guard play, like I said. So yeah, I, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, I do have one just quick question, and we won't spend too much time on this. I don't want to debate this too long. Is Andre Iguodala Hall of Famer? Oh man,
0: Andre Iguodala, boy, Bill Simmons is very strong on the yes, he's a Hall of Famer.
1: I think argument. he has a
0: chance. I think so too,
1: but I don't. I would not say he's a surefire Hall of Famer. He was an
0: All Star once. Um, never all NBA. I think he might have made like one all defensive team. Um he was solid in in, in Philly and was good the two years that he was in Denver. He
1: had a good college career. People forget it's the basketball hall of fame, not NBA. Right. So. Um boy.
0: It's he'd be the only finals MVP to not be in the Hall of Fame.
1: I think he ends up in the hall of very good, but I don't think he ultimately ends up making it. I think he has a chance, and if I had a vote, I would probably vote for him.
0: I'm of the opinion that Andre Iguodala can get in if Robert Horry gets in. If Robert Horry gets in, then I'm good with Andre, Andre Iguodala. And granted, like, there's an argument to be made that Andre Iguodala is a better and more qualified Hall of Fame candidate than, than, than Robert Horry.
1: Um, well, significantly so. But does Andre Iguodala have a cool name like Big Shot Bob?
0: That's what I'm saying. Um, no. I mean, one finals MVP – Pivotal, pivotal, pivotal member of one of the greatest teams in NBA history, one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history, I wouldn't be mad at it.
1: Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'm good. I'd vote it. for him. Yeah. I think I would. Um, Anything you want to plug before we wrap up today? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. That's about it. For sure. You can follow me at uh, J underscore Achilles.
0: On Instagram and Twitter, if you're in the Chicago area, I'll be at North Bar tonight, uh, like 10:30, doing some stand-up. Um, you can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow Nikki at Nikki Palooza on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, don't forget to give the podcast a five-star rating and review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, cool. Well, for Tad, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. See ya.